Good morning. My name is Ian Greenway. I'm the president of LIG Marine Managers. And we're going to talk this morning about regulations implementing the Longshore and Harbour Workers Compensation Act, the 2009 changes. The Longshore Act was originally implemented in 1927. It was revised first in 1972 and again in 1984. And then the most important revision was the change in who qualified as a recreational repairman in 2009. The Department of Labor decided in 2012 to publish regulations that really implemented this change back in 2009. And it's those regulations we're going to spend most of our time on today. The regulations that were published in January 2012 dealt first with a marina. And it says that individuals employed by a marina provided they're not engaged in construction, replacement or expansion of that marina except for routine maintenance, are excluded from Longshore. That really hasn't changed since the 1984 amendments. So there's not much new here. But what we really need to spend the time is talking about the people who repair boats, service boats, paint, clean, and do any other type of work on recreational vessels. The change in 2009 put some new words into the language that said that these people that repair the vessels are no longer longshore. But suddenly, a whole stack of questions popped up about what is a recreational vessel. The law was changed in 2009, so it read individuals employed to build any recreational vessel under 65 foot in length, or individuals employed to repair any recreational vessel or dismantle any part of a recreational vessel in connection with the repair of the vessel. And then it cites some rules that we're going to get to in just a little while. I have to f say I find that a little bit difficult to understand. So if you look at the chart on the next page, it'll show you how this works. First we have to consider whether we're working on a recreational or a commercial vessel. I think you, you might feel that that is a very easy thing to do, but in fact the law treats them a little differently to the way we might think about it. More about that in a while. Then we have to look at the length of the vessel. Is it under or over 65 foot? From the chart you can see that if we do anything on a recreational vessel under 65 foot, we're a State Act employee. If we do anything on a commercial vessel of any size, we're a longshore employee. But if we work on a recreational vessel that's over 65 foot, our repair service work is state workers' comp, whereas our building, constructing, or manufacture is longshore. That's an odd difference. Why should repair on potentially an older boat be state workers' comp, whereas the potentially less hazardous business of, re of building or constructing a large recreational boat is longshore. There's no logical answer to that other than the fact that that is the way the law reads. So suddenly in January 2012 the question had popped up, what is a recreational vessel? It's interesting because it's been in the act since 1972 and didn't really have any significance until this 2009 changes and then these 2012 regulations. And the beginning of the definition is quite a sensible one. Recreational vessel means a vessel being manufactured or operated primarily for pleasure 
or leased, rented or chartered to another for their pleasure. And that makes a lot of sense. But when you go on to actually understand the rule a little bit further, it becomes much more complicated. A vessel being manufactured or built or being repaired under warranty by its manufacturer or builder is a recreational vessel if the vessel appears intended based on its design and construction to be for ultimate recreational uses. The manufacturer or builder bears the burden of establishing that a vessel is recreational under this standard. What does that mean? In reality, it says the builder decides if it's a recreational vessel or not. If it looks like a recreational vessel, feels like a recreational vessel, and is sold as a recreational vessel, even if later converted to commercial use, it remains a recreational vessel. Now we get on to the repair and service. And this is really anything else that can happen to the vessel. And the regulation comes out of a lot of Coast Guard regulations and it says to be a recreational vessel, it cannot be any one of the following. A passenger vessel is defined by the Coast Guard regulations. So the question becomes, what is the Coast Guard definition of a commercial vessel? And under the Longshore regulations, it published six different standards. A passenger vessel is defined by Coast Guard regulations. A small passenger vessel, defined by regulations. An uninspected passenger vessel. A vessel routinely engaged in commercial services. And vessels that routinely carry passengers for hire. Now you can spend a few hours poring over the, those regulations, or you can just simply look at the chart on the next page. The chart summarises what types of vessels. But as we don't really care which category each one falls into. What you need to look at is the combined side on the right-hand side. If you carry passengers of any size, you're going to be a commercial vessel. If you have a skipper charter, a vessel that has a paid captain, you're going to be a commercial vessel. If you have a bare boat charter, in other words, you're chartering a boat, renting a boat without a captain, you're a commercial vessel if you have a capacity over 12 people. But if you have 11 or under, it's a recreational vessel. What an odd line. Submersibles that carry one passenger for hire and ferry boats, I think everybody would agree, are commercial vessels. So what does that mean? Longshore vessels are all ferried and skipper charter vessels. All passenger carrying vessels and submersibles with at least one passenger for hire. Bareboat charter boats over 12 vessels. And strangely commercial and military vessels. The regulations incorporated a new definition of what is a public vessel. A public vessel is a vessel owned by a government or municipality or even the federal government or a state. And it looks like a recreational vessel but is actually used for the government's use. In the photograph you see a sheriff's boat. One of the classic types of examples of this. A little open fishing boat. Anybody would be using this boat privately. But in this particular case, it's used by the sheriff's department to patrol their waters. Strangely, for the first time in 2012, 
the regulations consider these recreational boats. Yes, they look like recreational boats, but if it's used for military purpose, it's longshore, but if it's used for government purposes, it's not. Very odd combination. So what does that leave us as non-longshore vessels? Bareboat charters, in other words, chartering a boat without a skipper for 12 or less passengers. Passenger vessels and submersibles that don't have anybody for hire on board. But ferries of every type are commercial. 100% private use, and then lastly, those federal, state, or local government vessels, as long as they look like a recreational vessel in the first place. So what is a recreational vessel? If we go back to our original definition, the recreational vessel means a vessel being manufactured or operated primarily for pleasure or least rented or chartered to another for the latter's pet pleasure. But then really, if you look at the definitions we've just given you, you've got to add this caveat. But only if it's a bare boat charter and under 12 passengers. There's also been some confusion about the length of a vessel. In traditional marine, it has always been from the bow to the stern of the vessel. But longshore for a long time included anything permanently fixed to the vessel, such as a swim platform or a bowsprit. The 2012 regulations did one good thing here in defining it back to the most common version of the definition of what is a vessel. In other words, end-to-end, bow-to-stern, not including all the attachments. There are a lot of vessels that were what they called 6450s, 64 and a half foot long, that tipped over that in Longshore up to 2012, but really stay now back into the State Act realm. So let's look at some pictures here of what, what are commercial vessels. Clearly the large mega yacht, they're always chartered, they're going to be commercial vessels. The cargo vessel has and always will be a commercial vessel. The ferry boat has and always will be a commercial vessel. The military boat, again, pretty well obviously a commercial vessel. But have a look at this sport fishing boat in the middle. Difficult to see on the screen, but she's a sport fishing boat held for charter. Captain Joe's fishing charters, maybe. That's a captain, often a deck hand, who you're paying to take your board. And in the eyes of Longshore now, that is a Longshore commercial vessel. So what does that leave as recreational vessels? The nice sailing yacht, whether it be privately used or bareboat charter, again, as long as it's under 12 passengers. The sheriff's boat as long as it looks like a recreational vessel, the government, city, state, or municipal vessel. And last, but by no means least, my personal boat, as you can see on the bottom right. The strange part about this is that manufacturers and builders with this 65-foot limitation go back and forward. You may think only mega yachts fit into that category, but in fact, there are very many houseboats that are beyond 65 foot today. Clearly, they're recreational use, but are they chartered? Are they chartered with the skipper? Most mega yachts are chartered. They're chartered with a crew. So whilst they're clearly recreational vessels, 
the longshore views them as commercial, and those that service and repair them will be longshore. We'll be available in just a minute for some questions and answers, but I do want to mention our Certified Marine Insurance Professional program, which is coming up in Fort Lauderdale, April 20th and 21st. We have both the graduate seminar ongoing, as well as insuring waterfront businesses. This is a two-day program, part of the CMIP series for your professional designation. Also, details of our next webinar are shown on the screen now. Thank you for your time today, and we're able to take questions online at this point.